What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the second episode of Jake's Take. I'm your host, Jacob, and I'm so excited to be able to share some of my favorite things in regards to sports and sports that involve the South and Southern culture. Last week, I did mention how we were going to talk more about the Pelicans. So this week, we are going to dive in to some more exciting stuff in regards to the New Orleans Pelicans, whether it's from their amazing turnaround to how Willie Green is now a dark horse coach of the year candidate to what exactly is going on with Zion Williamson and what does Pels 12 mean? All this exciting stuff on the first team-based episode of season two of Jake's Take. Let's get into it. So the New Orleans Pelicans started the season one and six. And they were 0-4, that's right, 0-4 at home in their first seven games in October. And while this was obviously a new team and a young team, people are going to be nervous, people are going to be scared, and it was pretty frightening to be a New Orleans Pelicans fan and see them start off that bad because not only were these close losses, but they were just not gelling together yet. There just seemed to be something off. And then it happened. A game against Memphis on November 13th kind of turned things around. Obviously, this team started out 1-12. There aren't many teams that are going to start out 1-12 and and then go on and have a successful year. If you're 1-12, in 12, most people are saying, all right, you should tank. You should decide to forget everything about the season, just focus on the future. And I'm pretty sure there were a lot of fans who were thinking that too because you're already without Zion Williamson, who is your centerpiece of your organization. You just had a bunch of players go other places. You had Lonzo go to Chicago. You had J.J. Redick retire after you had traded him away the year before. And now you have so many new faces. You have a rookie starting in the lineup named Herb Jones. And as someone who is a huge Alabama basketball fan and graduated from Alabama, I'm a big Herb Jones fan, but you're putting Herb Jones in the Zion spot. And it all just was crazy because you see the Pelicans get out to the start and then there's talk about, well, it's because they're a small market or, oh my gosh, it's because that they're a football city and then people are saying, should the team be moved? And obviously the answer is no because they turn things around. So first of all, shut up Kendrick Perkins, sorry. But second of all, it's just so important to see the turnaround from this team. Yes, their records weren't exciting in the beginning. October, they're one and six. November, they're five and eleven. December, they're seven and five. January, they're five and ten. And then you get to February, and they're seven and four. And I know that's not too too exciting because you look at the records that the Phoenix Suns have, that the Miami Heat has, but seven and four is amazing, but here's the better part too. They were 5-0 on the road. They went into Detroit, they won. They went into Denver and won. They went into Houston and won. Now I know that 
Detroit and Houston aren't probably going to be the most exciting games, most memorable games, but it's still important. But here are the other important ones. They go into Phoenix and Los Angeles, and they win. And that's where the start of a four-game win streak comes from that closes out February and goes into March. And you're also playing these with, by the way, a brand new player. You give up one of your most liked players in Josh Hart, and you bring in CJ McCollum, and he takes on that role of leader right away. He does amazing. He is becoming the focal point. He's the leader now, and this guy just came here. He comes here in, you know, almost two months ago. It's his team now, and he's becoming such a powerful presence in this locker room that they're rallying around him. He's never been in New Orleans before. Maybe he has, but this is just incredible how he was able to accomplish so much. You look at the rest of the record, obviously they're not the most exciting because 8-7 and seven in March, but then you get to April, and they are now 3-2 and two in April. They have one game left against Golden State. Now they're in the ninth seed. They have secured an opportunity to play in the play-in tournament. And that means so much for this organization because people have had all the doubters about, well, they let Chris Paul go. They let Anthony Davis go. Zion eventually wants to leave too. Well, they're trending upward. And it's all because how this all comes back to Willie Green. He's been able to accomplish so much. And he turned around a team that there were games where they were playing without Brandon Ingram. There was obviously no Zion. They traded away Josh Hart. Oh, and by the way, they just discovered that Jackson Hayes is a much better forward than center. So you have to give this team credit, especially in the Western Conference where you have the Phoenix Suns with the best record. Oh, and you want to know who's in the same division as the Pelicans? John Morant and the Grizzlies. It's crazy how much has changed in this division and in this conference. And in order for them to be competitive, Willie's been able to step up to this challenge. Yes, I know it's not the prettiest record and it's not a winning record, but they've been winning when it matters. And they've been winning with defense and Definitely a crazy mix of not even small ball, but large basketball. Instead of putting multiple small guards there, you're going to put on, let's say, four bigs. You heard me right, four bigs. Let's make sure that they don't know how to defend against our size. So it's so great to see what they've been able to accomplish this year, especially starting with 1-12 start and then going on the road and beating some good teams, and now having the opportunity to be the host for their play-in tournament. And no matter what happens, it's been a great year. And by the way, they also got the Lakers top pick. So that's pretty sweet to see, too. You are tuned in to Jake's Take here on Anchor and Spotify and wherever you get your daily podcasts. So the next thing I want to focus on is Willie Green and not only how he's turned around the Pelicans this year, but how he's been able to do it and how he's actually 
probably a dark horse candidate for coach of the year. Well, maybe in my eyes he is, but I think along with the rest of New Orleans faithful, he should be getting considerations. If Tom Thibodeau can be coach of the year last year, then I think that should allow Willie Green to be in that same consideration. He is doing a great job. He was not working with much. He didn't have Zion. He didn't have Lonzo, who was gone in a siding trade. They had to kind of put pieces together. And for a while, too, there wasn't a true point guard on the team. So you have to look at it and see how much he was able to accomplish in such a short period of time. And now they're able to, you know, move forward. Now they're hosting the play-in game. That's just huge because when was the last time the Pelicans went to the playoffs? That was in 2018, and most of the people on that team aren't even there anymore. So after last year, when the Stan Van Gundy experience obviously failed, the New Orleans Pelicans were at it again looking for a new head coach. And there wasn't much success recently. After getting rid of Alvin Gentry, they brought in Stan Van Gundy. And the biggest thing that people were saying was how SVG wasn't a locker room guy. He just did not mesh well with the players. And that was something that it sounded like David Griffin and the team heard and said, we need to find someone who can be team-oriented, who can gel well. And that solution can kind of mean a few different things. If you look at it in one perspective, that could mean, let's find a coach who has a history of gelling really well with the team, but let's also find someone who might be a little on the younger side. You saw how the Steve Nash experiment worked and how he's doing amazing things in Brooklyn. But then you also could have thought of a few other things. Jason Kidd was coming up. Chauncey Billups was coming up. And then kind of out of nowhere, there came Willie Green. And it was a little surprising. But then they started thinking about it. And they saw that not only did Willie Green play one season in New Orleans, but he also has a great relationship with Chris Paul. And then he was able to develop Devin Booker, another young star into a great caliber guard this past two seasons. And that's the other thing, too, is that people don't remember that Devin Booker never started a game in his college career. Yeah, it's crazy. So you realize, wow, Willie Green accomplished so much. And he comes in, he doesn't have a true guard. He has Brandon Ingram, who is an all-star, but you don't have Lonzo. And you have Josh Hart, but Josh Hart is kind of all over the place. Then you have Trey Murphy and Herb Jones who are coming in, but then you also get this kid named Jose Alvarado, and he's undrafted, and he plays with a giant chip on his shoulder, probably the size of a boulder, and he's just been dominating and doing wonderful things. So we have to give all this credit to Willie Green, but we also have to give the credit to other people too, like Coach Weatherspoon, Swing Cash, even David Griffin, because this is a big move that they brought in. They brought in someone who is from the Monty Williams coaching tree and is paid off in such dividends. And even though his record isn't the best, it's also just how he's been able to be active in the community. He was out at Mardi Gras. He 
is, you know, participating in all the videos and all the fun. He's at shoot arounds. His son was yesterday playing with a basketball at the game. It's just things that this team has needed. And he is a really great guy. He's on the quiet side, but he is well-spoken and he is a leader for this team. Heck, I think they found a diamond in a rough and he's delivered for this team. The city loves him. The team loves him. And he loves everything back too. I mean, he's been handling all these questions about Zion, all these questions about, you know, when Brandon Ingram is out or all these injuries are starting one in 12 and he's handled it so well. So we have to appreciate and think about how he's been doing such an amazing job. And we don't say thank you enough to him. So the thing that's on everyone's mind is obviously going to be Zion Williamson. What is going on with Zion? Why is he not played? Will he play? Is this way of him getting out of New Orleans? And everyone has different answers. But my answer is that Zion was hurt. He was too afraid to share it and he was just waiting to get back but people are looking at this as he didn't want to play or something was going on how do we know that we don't you know he is a great player but he's also a very young player too and he might just not have been prepared for conditioning or something must have changed but all this back and forth about will zion play will zion not play not only has it been just some noise for the Pelicans organization, they've been able to still do well without him. They're still able to host a play-in game for Zion, and he might be able to play. And there have been a lot of talks saying, when Zion comes back, how scary will this team be? And one of the questions is, when Zion comes back, who's going to go to the bench? These are great things to ask, and these are great questions but of course, he also hasn't played a lot because of health. And because of just how strong and dominant he is, that could be a big question too, is that he is a mix of Shaq and Charles Barkley in a sense. They're both super strong, but he also has to be careful. And maybe that could be a big reason why we haven't seen him as much. I don't truly know what's going on. But I think right now he just still needs some time to grow up and develop. He's around the team. The team loves him. He loves the team. And that's what matters. But I think he still needs to mature. Drafting him and people pegging him as this is your team now. He was a 19-year-old kid. You can't give him all of that right away. He still needs to develop. And I think after some time, you've seen the results of Brandon Ingram with Willie. Jackson Hayes with Willie. Herb with Willie. I think Zion can be a dominant player under Willie Green's system. Finally, the last thing I want to get into is Pels 12. If you've been on Twitter and been seeing a lot of the different Twitter spaces or a lot of different things in regards to the New Orleans Pelicans, you might have been seeing something in regards to Pels 12. And Pels 12 is actually a play on the words from J.J. Redick, who had tweeted out something in regards to Pelicans fans and said, all 12 of you. Well, rather than people using that as a negative 
they actually turned it into a calling. They started creating more groups and the Pels 12 has slowly grown into a giant group of fans of the New Orleans Pelicans team. There are people who are fans from all over, whether they're from the state of Louisiana or whether they're in other countries. And it's just grown so much. And I have to say thank you, JJ Reddick, for that because New Orleans is one of those teams that is full of culture. It has Mardi Gras. It has so much Cajun and French history. It's really important to learn and know about it. But people also peg it for just being a football city. And when you bring in Zion and you brought in Brandon Ingram, people expected there to be a change, but there wasn't one immediately. And I think over time we will get to that change and the Pelicans and the Saints will have that hand-in-hand connection. It just might take some time. But I think it's wonderful to see how quickly everything has kind of changed, how the Pels are expanding, and how it's going from Pels 12 to Pels Unlimited. And there are more to come. This team is ahead of schedule. They're going to keep getting better, and they have a lot to look forward to. So I'm also looking forward for Pels 12 to keep growing too, because this city is great, and they have a great team, a great coach, And it took some time, but they're trending upward, and that's what matters. That's going to do for today's episode of Jake's Take. I am so excited to continue sharing more information and more about just the culture of the South and the importance of sports in regards to it. Obviously, we want to see our small hometown market teams continue to grow and fight for a playoff push. Our next episode is going to feature the city of Atlanta. They just won the World Series, and I think that's pretty big because now we can see that the South is starting to become more talented again, and it's definitely exciting, and I cannot wait to dive into that. As always, thank you for checking out Jake's Take. I'm Jacob. You can find this podcast on Anchor, Spotify, and I hope everyone can continue to enjoy these stories about the sports in the South and continue to grow as I have. See you later.